genre. Here's the toys, here are the stories, here's the minute of this film. That's right, that's right, that's right. Welcome back to Toy Story Minute, listeners. This is the super fun edition, as promised, Jebly. Ah, yeah! Why are you... Why? They're all having. I was like the crowd. They're all having. Oh, that's super the crowd. Fun. Yeah, it's a live event. Yeah, show they're, all now. Having, they're all having super fun. Literally, our audience is like a cat, Jeb. And I don't know if anyone's like staring down Nate right now, because this is Toy Story Minute. It's a podcast. Fair. Super fun podcast yeah. full of super fun people where we watch a super fun movie called Toy super Fun Toy Story. Story. The super fun edition. Yeah. You unlock it after beating the original one. You got 100% it. Yeah. And then you get the bonus dungeon. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta go in and, and, and Do beat it. Yeah. It's high challenge level yeah. rating. New game I'm, plus. Yeah, yep. It's yes. the new game plus of Toy Story. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm That's, John. I am Jeb. And we have here, again... Nate. Nate. That you, guy. That one. That's the name of him. I was like, I'm gonna let him say his name, but I'm not gonna tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back again for Toy Story Minute 52, the 52nd minute of the film, Toy Story, which starts with Bo and kind of also Rex going, Woody! Yup. And ends with some physical humor, a nice yeah. little visual pun of Buzz's arm. Can being... you give me a hand? That, okay, usually... I'm not, like, super fond of those, like, really cheesy. obvious cheesy jokes. Like, my least favorite things in movies are if someone says, like, you're on fire, and they're like, thanks, I'm doing great, but they're actually no, on, you're fire. Literally on fire. You would feel it! Yeah. Sorry, I just scared my cat with that. Or when someone's, like, a bad guy's a minion or something, is like, you don't pay me. What am I paying you for? And you're like, not paying me at all. Well, then why would you be... A minion, right. if not for the money. Unless you're like one of the minions from the movie Minions. Do they not get paid? No. Why they not? just love to. They're be... slaves? They do... No, they do it willingly. They love to be minions. Oh, sounds like some like slave they propaganda. Go from, they go from didn't... villain to villain and just like. But didn't. Be uh, minions for them. Didn't Michael Scott invent them? No. I thought I've only seen the, the just Despicable Me. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them either. I just was briefly told the premise of Minions is that they're like they're legacy minions. Like they were around during like so they are slaves. They were around when the dinosaurs were around. Who were they minions to? The dinosaurs. The dinosaurs, and then they were like minions to like wait. So how Genghis in, how intelligent are they? Not very. But they're smarter than dinosaurs, right? No, they actually by. Messing up so bad, I think they actually ended up killing the dinosaurs. Is what I was told. So they led a coup against their masters. No, yeah, like it was just like, it was it wasn't a coup. They were just so inept that they accidentally oh, killed Jeb, them. Jeb, you're buying hook, line, and sinker to the propaganda. Yeah, this is the narrative. Do you really want minions to be free? Because then they'll be like out amongst people, and like nobody wants that. I mean, all intelligent life has the right to freedom, Jeb, or at least to some degree. They're not intelligent though. Well, they can say the word banana. And, uh, they're yellow. I can't think of any other traits that they have. They wear clothing. They're, like, able to do things. Like, that's something. At least treat them with the kindness you would treat a simple animal. They can say things. They've they got to be at least, like, parrot smart. Never mind. I'm parrot over say it. banana. I'm not getting into it. I'm not up with your whole, like, slavery apologism thing. It's not apologism. Know. They just genuinely love it. Are you hearing yourself? 
because this is exactly what people said like about slavery they were like oh no they're so happy with it we're just you know they're so subhuman and we're just taking care of them these poor people except for you're just doing it with these little little tic tacs that aren't people obviously they're fictional jab yeah exactly so like like you would would you enslave toys if they were like in toy story the film no. The movie of based on the novel Push by Sapphire that we're doing? Girl, no. So why does Rex need to be unpacking peanuts? Because he's not... <laughs> That's he's an the, important question. He's like the least fragile toy. Right. Ham, I get. Bo Peep, I get. He is, for some reason, in the box still. I guess they probably have all been in the box and they're only out because... Where is Andy right now? It's late right. morning, maybe like noonish. Maybe he's eating. Like lunch? Yeah. And they had time to get out Battleship and play... A very long game of it. Or maybe his mom actually, like, forced him to go play with, like... <laughs> go outside and play with the other kids, Andy. Not your friends, because you don't have friends. Yeah. The only person I can think of who's, like, around his age who we see is, is Hannah. Oh, Hannah. But she's busy right now. Yeah. Maybe he's out playing on a play date with Sports Kid so that, like, Sports Kid's mom can... Yeah, because Sports Kid's mom and Andy's mom are dating, obviously. Yeah, they're gonna have a little one-on-one time. Yeah, together. like, kids go play in the yard will be... In the room. Talk. And then they hug each other and nothing else. Yeah. This is a G-rated film. Yeah, they just hug all day. Well, I mean, even though people leave, like, lipstick marks on Woody, which, ugh, I guess we'll get into that someday. Someday. I Not mean, now. At the end of the film, basically. Mm-hmm. Why would a toy wear lipstick? Oh, where is she even? Anyway, Buzz, Woody, Toys. The toy Story. Sorry, I was reorienting myself with what Good. the film is. <laughs> but, like, Rex doesn't eat packing peanuts. I'm sure Andy has things that need packing peanuts, and this is, like, completely unneeded. Later in the film, we also see him in packing peanuts. He's not fragile. He's no, maybe, maybe the that's least fragile the box, toy. So that he doesn't move around and stab the box. With what? Like his, his tail. tail. But it still's not that sharp, is it? Could be. Doesn't that come into his personality because he's very afraid yeah, of everything? Andy emotionally fragile. Andy plays with him like he's a fierce T-Rex. Like, he... Ne- this is a point against the toys reflect what their masters play with them like, because Andy plays with them as, like, a fierce beast. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously not. Huh. Right. Huh. I don't know. This movie's got me thinking. Emojis? Mm-hmm. Old memes. Thinking man. emoji movie. This is the emoji movie, yeah. Yeah, emoji Which, movie I mean, minute. that was inspired by Toy Story. Yeah, that's what I've heard. The dude was like, I bet I could make a movie about things that aren't alive being alive. What could I do? Cars is already taken. Obviously. Toys are already taken. Clearly. Emotions are already taken. Yeah. He saw Inside Out and he was like, emotions. What about emojis? Oh, it's the thinnest premise. And, like, it came out exactly how people thought it was going to be, which is... Sad. Almost a testament to, like, how well marketed it was. Because Mm -hmm. it marketed exactly how it was going to be. Bad and schlocky and... You know, it, it... One thing that boggles my mind with the Emoji Movie with, like, film Twitter and, like, a couple film Facebook groups that I'm on Mm -hmm. is, like, people are so vehemently against the fact that it made money. Wait, it actually did make money? I thought it flopped, like... No, it, it's, based on what I see, it had like a fifty million dollar budget, and it's made over a hundred million worldwide. Give me fifty million dollars, and I'll do something way better than the Emoji Movie. Give me fifty dollars, and I'll do something way better than the Emoji Movie. Give me no dollars, and I'll do a podcast about Toy Story with my friend, and it will probably be more entertaining. Yeah, than than the Emoji Movie. Yeah, 
But the thing that a lot of people seem to forget is the fact that there hadn't been a flat PG-rated movie for, like, over a month. That's yeah, but, true. And it's, why, like, the end of summer. PG and not G? Because they make poop jokes. So they make poop jokes in G-rated movies all the time. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so... I mean, neither have I. So yeah, I haven't either. I don't know about the hardcore violence that happens in the middle of the movie when the, I don't know, the... The gun emoji comes out. Emoji. Yeah. yeah. The knife emoji comes and starts attacking them all. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Oh, no. There's blood emojis everywhere. Blood emojis everywhere. Or the MPAA was like, you have the two girls standing next to each other emojis. We can't have that in a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. There's too many eggplants and peach emojis in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's suggestive. I want to know... I mean, this is the kind of data that I feel like would be impossible to find. You need a really good journalist mind to get this. But I want to know, like, exactly how it proliferated that this is the emoji that we're going to use for a ding-dong, the eggplant. Like... Because it's ding-dong-shaped and... Like, kind of, but so is, like, the car- the, the corn emoji. And eggplant is pretty big. Yeah, so is corn. Corn is... I don't know. Maybe it's a thing of circumcision. Corn has the husk. Oh. And so people are like, no, I want to indicate more accurately my ding-dong. Fair. Because my parents did a thing. That's all. I could I could go on a long rant about the history of circumcision, but I'm not gonna. I'll save it for when we do. What's the movie with circumcision in it, Jeff? <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights. There we go. There we go. Coming next fall to ABC. Robin Hood Men in Tights Minute. Really? Okay. Woody. I get that he's a cowboy, you but know. to him, with his relative size. Mm-hmm. This window's pretty far apart, right? Yeah. And this isn't a lasso he's throwing. Mm-mm. It's Christmas lights. And he isn't throwing it like a lasso. He's just throwing it underhanded. And yet, he gets it in one try. How is he as good at throwing Christmas lights? Would you have rather watched a movie where Woody throws them, doesn't make it, I would rather back up, here's throw what I, him again, make it, doesn't make Here's it, what I would have liked. Is he throws it... No one catches it, but they get it before it falls back down. Give an extra second for him not to get it right into Slinky's hands. That's like he really... He move for it. Kind of. It's still, like, up in his face. He doesn't have to move his back half for it. And how is this a string of Christmas lights not tangled? Like, every, uh, like everybody else's Christmas existed. lights ever. Especially in a house like Sid's house. I mean, I think we mentioned earlier how it's going to be odd when Mrs. Phillips finds... These Christmas lights just, like, sitting... Everywhere. ...on the ground outside. (laughs) I like how they've doubled the use of the Christmas lights, like, asset in the film. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, now they use it both as a hiding spot and as a throwing spot. Yeah, I also like some of the attention to detail in this. I don't know how much you talked about some of this stuff, but, like, whenever you see Sid's window frame... It's all nicked up, and and it looks horrible. And then for Andy's window, like, it's not immaculate. It has, like, a handful of nicks and, like, a dent in it, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they definitely put a lot more texturing into Sid's room, which, you know, makes sense, because it's more lived in, and it's more... Yeah. It's got Sid's style on it. His aesthetic. His aesthetic. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys noticed, too, because in the previous minutes, Ham was wearing... Mr. Potato Head's hat, yeah, and, and it's Mr. very Potato quick, yeah. but you can see 
Mr. Potato Head, like, move his arm like he had just grabbed his hat off of Ham's ear. Yeah. So was this Battleship game not actually for these stakes? Or is he just, like, taking He's just kind of like, okay, we're not playing anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend I wasn't losing at Battleship. Yeah. Because we're talking to Woody now. <laughs> it's more serious now. The stakes are back. Yep. The thing that really bugs me in this minute of the movie is Buzz taking out his sticker because... You know Andy would have noticed that at some point. Mm-hmm. But, like, how is Andy not going to notice that there's a sticker missing on his brand new toy? Right. Especially since, like, it's still there in later movies. Like, it is, it's going to have that gross, yeah. like, residue on it. Right. And he does the whole rolling it up thing and yeah. throwing it out, which I imagine... After this whole movie takes place, Sid is reluctantly cleaning his room and he finds it and freaks out. <laughs> it's like PTSD. Yeah, he's like, oh god, I remember when that happened. <laughs> oh no, the toys! I, I'd like to it's... think that uh, because we don't actually see him see Buzz flick it away, the camera cuts away. So I imagine, like, off camera, Buzz is just like trying for the next five minutes to get that sticker <laughs> off of his hand. <laughs> That's why he really doesn't go up and join Yeah, he's Woody. like, I'm busy right now. He's busy, yeah, I got this yuck on me. Is this analogous to, like, picking a scab? Or what would this feel like? Is it re- just literally, like, taking a sticker off Probably. of yourself? Probably, yeah. Huh. It's so hard to draw the line between what is a part of the toy. It's kind of like Woody's hat, maybe? But then it's not made to be... Uh, it's so strange. There's... I haven't finished it yet, but there are Toy Story comics oh. that are not super great. Like, no shade, but they were made, like, right no before the... No shade November. Yeah. No shade November. <laughs> they were made right before the third movie came out, and they were, like, just kind of, like... And let's just have, like, it was a really minor plot where Andy's grandma gives him a Buzz Lightyear, and he's like, I already have one. And so the Uh, new Buzz tries to take the place of the old Buzz. So they have to go to the toy store because they returned Buzz. Mm -hmm. And, like, they can tell the difference because the new Buzz has more vibrant colors Mm -hmm. and also has his sticker. It's Uh really weird weird yeah and it, it, it's not very good with continuity because they like introduce one of the other toy the other people from buzz lightyear star command is in it but like he's not in the third movie at all so it messes that up yeah it, it's very strange very strong yeah and it doesn't have like jesse in it but it does have mrs potato head so i guess it was between between the two yeah, but then it came out in 2009 when Jesse was definitely there. Yeah, it's strange. And there's one point where Mr. Potato Head splits up and they he can't talk, so they put Mrs. Potato Head's lips on his body so that he can talk. Mhm. But wouldn't they still be controlled by her? And this brings up the whole deal of like how do you gender Mr. Potato Head when his parts are interchangeable with his wife? Right. And all these things. Again, this is, you know, like second or third tier canon, so it's something that they just slap together and like, Yeah. Just, uh, I'm still thinking about the give me a hand joke. Yeah, it's perfect. It's the only time that that joke would work. Is ever good, yeah. I mean, the timing is so good, is what it is. You can see Woody, like, his eyes following the arm as it flops up on the thing. It's great. Mm Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. Capital G, capital R, capital letter eight. Yeah, the number letter eight. eight. The letter eight capitalized is This show is brought to you by the letter eight. The capital eight, which is an asterisk. I had to look at my keyboard to see. <laughs> I don't remember what all the capital letters are. Jeez. Millennials in your technology. 
right? Remember when we had to type with T9 Word on our phones? No, because I didn't text on a phone when I had it with T... Listen, Jeb, you kids, I didn't have a cellular telephone until I was 16. I didn't have one that could text until I was, like, 18 or 19. I didn't have a phone until I was 14. Could you text with it? Yeah. I could text with mine, but I wasn't, like... Allowed to? Yeah, like, I didn't have the data or whatever, and I... Mm. Yeah, I just use it for taking pictures or calling or playing Snake. Back when texts were, like, 50 cents a text. Yeah, and again, like, it is the whole thing. Like, if you don't have a keyboard phone, then it's so, it takes so long to text that you might as well not do that. Yeah. But now it's like everyone's got a keyboard on their phone, so why yeah. even bother calling? Right. Yeah, I don't have anything else. This was kind of a real setup minute. Yeah. We get some of the meat. How about we don't? How about we don't want... Let Woody over? Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Stupid pills. Yeah. Stupid I mean, pills that make your eyes go cross-eyed, I guess. Yeah, I, I get that it's a saying, but, like, I love the idea of, like, toys taking medication. Right. Because where would they get it? Andy. Andy's like, goes up to the pharmacist and says, hey, my, uh... My cat. Or not my cat. My cat. My Mr. Potato Head. I mean, my cat <laughs> needs his stupid pills. He's too smart. He's outsmarting the other toys. I mean, cats. I need to give him stupid pills so that he can lose on a battleship against my piggy bank. I mean, my other cat. I mean, my other cat. They play battleship when I'm not around. <laughs> Classic Andy. Mm-hmm. I love a six-year-old going to the pharmacist for his toys. <laughs> Typical Andy. Typical little baby child. Yep. Baby boomers, am I right? Don't even get me started. One like equals one prayer. One share equals five prayers. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Medicare. Also that. Banking. (laughs) Anyway, listeners, until next minute. Which is going to be tomorrow. Yes, Jeb, thank you for informing them of the schedule that we've been singing to. They know that. Yeah. Like, unless... That doesn't mean it's not worth saying. I guess. In that news, my... This is your... Are you okay? Friend, you got a friend in me. You're my favorite deputy listener number 37. Listener number 37? In a row. Yeah. You want to tell them, just throw out a name there. See if someone... Hmm. Just go with Jason. Jason. If someone named Jason is listening to this, which I don't, I mean... Do we have a Jason? I don't know that we have a Jason, but then again, I don't know that we don't have a Jason. Right. That's why I just threw it out there. Yeah, if you're Jason, give us a little message and we'll like give a shout out to you. Another Make shout like out. A specific shout out, yeah. Besides that little cool, good job, Jason. You're our Yay. lucky winner. Shout out to Jasons everywhere. Good job, Jason Derulo. Yeah, especially him. <laughs> he listens, right? You've got a friend in me. 